There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good day, mate. I'm Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) And I love you. And you're listening to Repost of... Oh, hold on, I need to burp. What was that? A repost? Well, well, this is a repost. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a fear. This is a repost of the only podcast where we watch reality TV so you don't have to. This is the third and penultimate installment of a review of the Traitors Australia Series 2. (laughs) Hello and welcome to a repost of episode 17 of It's Just a Game, the podcast where we watch writing TV so you do not have to. Every week we look at the best strategists, the luckiest winners, the hot goss and the dramatic feuds. This week we're here to share more views on series two of The Traitors Australia. Now, as always, you know the drill. This is here because The Traitors Australia has dropped on BBC iPlayer. And if you're watching it, you can listen to this podcast every free episode. And it will give you a nice little review by the people who've been there, done that, and got the t-shirt in slightly colder climates. Uh, now, of course, every week I'm joined by the men who've seen it all. Um, the men who have now been pretending for the third time in a row that we haven't recorded all of these intros at one. Uh, and this isn't the third intro of the day. <laughs> Hello, Will. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thank you. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. I love you. That's tomorrow. Uh, I will love you tomorrow. I love you tomorrow. (laughs) We'll love you tomorrow. That's tomorrow, as if we're not recording all these intro on the 10th of February. But anyway, hello, Ivan. How are you? You say it's just the intro that we've been recording. You've you've managed to get a transcript of the the entire episode, and like we're recording this now. We're we're on our third full episode, like re-recording and faithfully redoing the entire episode so as you listen to the rest of this episode see if you just notice occasionally i'll just like i'll just give a little grin and you'll know that deep down we're re-recording the whole thing it's not a replay i throw my micro microphone away every time 
microwave away. Why did you feel the need to tell us that, Rob? I nearly, I nearly said microwave. I actually did as well. I have just picked yeah. out my brain. You notice every week after the intro, Wolf's microphone just goes down the tray and has just because mm. he actually records from inside his loo ball. Um, mm. He's connected his loo ball to electric wires and the vibrations on the loo ball uh, turn this into sound and into voice. It's actually like great technology. Yeah, it's got a good acoustic, hasn't it, loo ball? Yeah, it's got a really good acoustic. You know, like sometimes that's why, that's why sometimes you've got shit comments. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this was Mock the Week. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> oh, that's been decommissioned as well. Has it? Made rest in yeah. peace. Is nothing clear of the of the hatchet? I think they've got no money anymore, TV. So Yeah, no. the, mo- the money's all gone. But Only for the traitors. <laughs> and gladiators. Linear, linear is dead unless you're the traitor, unless you begin with the and then end in O's. <laughs> actually, you, you, think, you think there's money for the traitors, but unfortunately, no. Actually, next series is going to be filmed in uh, a castle that's actually a white castle restaurant uh, in the corner of um, Hackney. Have you been to White Castle? It's so weird. You feel like a giant. They give you 10 tiny burgers and you have to sort of hover over them like a great big BFG. <laughs> well, that will be one of the challenges. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. <laughs> As you know, I am a giant. This <laughs> <laughs> is my Alan Sugar impression for those who didn't catch up with our Apprentice episode. If you haven't caught up with all the Apprentice episode, actually do that. It's probably one of the funniest episodes. I feel like we should do that again this no. year because it's been an excellent cast. It no, must. make a burger that makes people feel like they're a book character. <laughs> <laughs> now look on this note be warned we're entering a spoiler zone so if you haven't seen episodes one to nine of series two of the traitors australia stay away come back when you're done if you have seen them stay there because we're going to discuss sam's absolute domination some more strategies and a brand new game called what's the most dense welcome back to episode 17 of it's just a game and now you're about to listen to uh, to our homemade sweepers where we just make whooshing sounds to pretend we've been to the last episode because we don't have the budget for real sounds oh that was good <laughs> anyway episode 17 if it's just a game just and let's start with ivan's recurring segment what's happened so far ivan what's happened so far ivan oh sorry i didn't wait for the question yeah yeah no that's great <laughs> hey listen episode six seven eight have the exact same script three times in a row they wake up everyone thinks it's sam they spend the entire day thinking it's Sam, and then somehow Sam doesn't get voted out. So, <laughs> episode six, Simone arrives, certain it's Sam. Blake scrabbling to clear him his own name. Luke's the one who's murdered. Vote to reckon up for Sam. Sam gets the key so that he can get the get the the little uh, armory. Uh, Liam drinks Sam's Kool-Aid. Sam starts to fight back. He wins back Hannah at the round table. He suggests that Luke getting murdered was not him, but a hit on him. And somehow he manages to make everyone vote out. Simone. She calls them all dummies because they are dummies, and that's the end of the episode. They're given a final chance to recruit, and Sam and Blake, who have a massive argument at the round table, offer each other a ceasefire. Episode 7 Camille has been recruited good choice she accepts sam larps as the sheriff the entire episode because his name wasn't enough he comes to brecky with his shield no murders and everyone thinks they tried to murder sam 
Still, they all think it's Sam, until at some point they all decide it wasn't Sam, because he can't have... They forget about recruitment. It's Anyway, It's you need to watch this episode. It's completely amazing how he doesn't go. They focus on Keith. They all start voting Keith, and then Blake goes for Keith. Keith switches from Sam to Blake, so Blake says it might be Liam. This is enough confusion that everyone votes for different names, and somehow Keith gets the most. Honestly, Blake, incredible stuff. We're down to three traitors and four faithful three and three after the murder which means we have parity if at any point they go more traitors than faithful the game is over which brings me to episode eight sam's first to breakfast he gloats he sells blake down the river hannah's murdered and then they all start going for sam everyone's ready to vote for sam literally all the traitors everyone even sam's ready to vote for sam and somehow during the round table they all switch to gloria and every single person votes for gloria and gloria is voted off which means <laughs> we are now left with five remaining contestants three of whom are traitors mathematically the traitors cannot lose it's just a question of which traitors make it to the end and that's where we are now wait 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 wait, wait. mathematically um in hannah's theory they might commit suicide because apparently <laughs> traitors can murder themselves. <laughs> but so if they all just decide, do you know what? I'm going to murder myself. Like, ridiculous. And she convinced people, do you know what? Traitors can murder themselves. And everyone yeah. went, can they? Like, why would you do that? Look, I'm going to preface this by saying it's just a game. We all know what we're watching is an edited version of a game. Yeah. We're not criticizing people, we're criticizing the game. But now, having said that, <laughs> welcome to my new recurring segment. What the fuck, Hannah? Uh, look, like, we need to talk about. I'm blaming Hannah, but there's a bit of Keith look here and a bit of Leanne. But I feel like Hannah was really driving force behind a lot of these banishments where people were going to vote for Sam and they turn around and they go, actually, you know what? Let's change my mind. And hmm. Sam has been getting away with it for too long. And I just like, I don't get it. Like Hannah is messing it. Like she doesn't even look like she wants to be there. Like it looks like production stalled her. Hey, we've got your kids and your husband hostage. If you smile, we shoot them with finger guns. With Sam's guns, yeah. Like it, she doesn't want to be there, and she still manages to like ruin the game for every other faithful. It's like mind blowing. I'm just thinking from a strategic point of view. That's the problem with this game. Can you do anything, Ivan, when yes. you're faced? With a bunch of faithfuls that just aren't like connecting the dots. Well, I was so yes, I think you can, but it you're right that sometimes, as we saw with Annabelle and Luke, presenting evidence isn't enough. But what else can you do? Well, I know. Sam said, Oh, they, well, he didn't actually. He waited for them to say they tried to murder me. Why would anybody have murdered suspect Sam? Every single day, people vote for him. If the traitors voted to murder faithful suspect Sam, they are terrible at this game. They're clearly not. That should be enough. Someone say that out loud and everyone should hear it. Even if they don't understand what you're saying, they'll hear with the way you're saying it and hopefully agree with you that the shit he's getting away with is not possible. <laughs> Apart from that, no, there's nothing. I don't, basically, the way people seem to convince each other and watch Keith, every single round table, I was going to vote for you, Sam, but then I heard her just woof <laughs> and it really, he really convinced me to vote for you. It's like, you can say anything. If you say it with enough energy and force, people will change their mind, at least oh, in the Australian. Keith, Keith is so funny. The way he just like, it's the fact he's apparently one of the most decorated police officers <laughs> in Australia. When I hear this, you're basically telling me crime is legal in Australia because they're not solving anything. Like, wait, wait. Wait, wait, no, no, you can't say. Listen, I'm sorry, I just, like, 
I want to respect him. I want to say Keeps leaving speech was just as good as Ivan's. It was really good. It, it was, was so good. just as good as Ivan's. There's two leaving speeches that stand out, and it's Ivan's and Keeps. Keeps like I was a I was, I was a drug dealer for two years, but I was actually a policeman. <laughs> like I, I literally did this, did this. By the way, I don't know who the fuck it is. Um, goodbye. <laughs> You know, it's a great idea for a leaving speech. Just like reveal to everyone how you've been lying about your job, how you've been lying about your life, but you're still faithful. Like that's a good way to do it. Mm. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, Ryan. I yeah, get it. If I only I'd done that. Anyway, uh, this one is a shout out to the editors. <laughs> if only you'd said anything during the show. I mean, it's, I know, it's... right? I actually stayed silent for two weeks. The problem is, like, I entered the game, but I did a vow of silence two weeks before. Yeah. Um, so you know. In retrospect, Ryan, do you think you should have said something when you went into the traitors? Or <sighs> nah, you know what? I stayed. I think staying silent might might be the best strategy because I won't say anything quite as stupid as Hannah, at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm kidding, but like... As stupid as her edit. I was generally, yeah, I mean, obviously she was getting the edit of that person. Like, she, like the editors slaughtered Hannah's character. They were giving her the edit of the person who really didn't have a clue. Because she did say some fairly smart things towards, towards her hand. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, actually, in episode seven, she was the only person to bring Sam back up after he'd been exonerated by the rest of the faithful. Sure, she had the wrong reason. And yet, who did she vote for? <laughs> yeah, well, I know. That's, that's the crazy thing. She didn't even vote. No one voted. Well, I think one person voted for Sam. Oh, my God. I don't understand. Uh, but one thing one thing I want to say about Sam, I, I dislike some of the things he says. And one thing I dislike is... When they went to Traitor's Tower and Blake switched on him, mm. like in the round table, and they come to the Traitor's Tower, he goes, you are a snitch. And I was like, <laughs> what? How do you have the audacity yeah. to call someone a snitch, bro? You've yes, literally been trying to turn on everyone. You've literally been finger-gunning everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been finger-blasting everyone. Very different thing. Is it, uh, uh, He's been yeah, gaslighting everyone for sure. I mean, the the way he just changes the narrative is crazy. But like sometimes it just makes me deeply uncomfortable. I mean, we've been over this, but he did something really insane in these new episodes again. When they do like the, the climb up the hill and he goes down three times to bring money up the hill. And every single time he actively decides to just throw the money away in the challenge by yeah. just deciding to give his money away for the first time for like an, a chance to get the shield. That's fair. But the second time is for... It's for a like it's for a pint. A and the third time it's for a glass of champagne he doesn't even want. He just takes it, leaves the money there, and then just bends the glass just it's just a provocation, just to annoy everyone. Who I just do you think don't is get winning it. This money. Like he's trying to win. It's not the mole. You're trying to win the money. What are you doing? It's just like and that that, that sort of behavior. I was just like for the same reason yeah. I didn't like hate when she did that like whole throwing money off a cliff. It's money, don't do that, please. That was uh, quite funny though. It was quite funny, but also it's like you're clearly doing this for attention. Yeah. I have to say, um, yeah. I, I want to give out a massive, massive shout out to the editors and maybe the producers of this show. Because in episode six, we see for the first time in the history of the traitors, a traitor in the final two people to walk into breakfast yep. when there hasn't been a murder. It was so interesting because they put Sam or Luke in the final two. 
Then they brought Sam in. So therefore, any Annabelle likes who were like, I've seen the show enough. I know the last two are faithful. Don't see it. Then they have someone coming through the door. They're like, oh my God, it's Luke. It's Luke. And it's fucking Roger Corsa. It was <laughs> really, really great. They've changed the game with this now because they understand you can't keep having the same thing of two faithfuls in the final two. It just makes, yeah, it confirms a faithful. The, the one Thank problem you. with this is that like Twitter has lost at least 10% of traffic off the back of all the people who can no longer go on Twitter and say, oh, but surely you know it's the last people to show at breakfast like that's at least 10 percent of twitter gone yeah. yeah i know and also it's the reverse it's the reverse confirmation of knowing they're faithful before they come into breakfast that's how you can configure out that's a rule but yeah now anyway. we're talking about the faithfuls uh <laughs> i've got a new recurring segment to introduce uh oh, before i do that let me just remind everyone it's just a game <laughs> just a bit of fun no, <laughs> it's a new game part. called what is the most dense is it the faithfuls in episode five of the show of australia or is it something else the most what dense the most dense world. i'm gonna give you different items and then you're gonna have to tell me who's the most dense the faithfuls all mm. these items okay so you know this is based off actual physics humans are a density is 985 kilogram per cubic meter famously and that's based on that uh based on that so who's the okay. most dense uh, i'll ask you questions in turn and we'll see who does best all right ivan what is the most dense the faithfuls or grain alcohol uh faithfuls correct will Thank you. what is the most dense the faithfuls or milk milk correct Ivan, what is the most dense, the faithfuls or air? Faithfuls, obviously. <laughs> Correct. I, uh, Wilf, what is the most dense, the faithfuls or steel? Steel. Correct. Wow. Ivan, what is the most dense, the faithfuls or beeswax? Faithfuls. Correct. Wilf, what is the most dense, the faithfuls or cardboard? Cardboard. I hit cardboard. Um, cardboard. I'm going to say faithfuls. Correct. Ivan, what is the most dense, the Faithfuls or a white dwarf star? Well, yeah, it's a white dwarf star, isn't it? Correct. Wolf, what is the most dense, the Faithfuls or gold? Faithfuls. Incorrect. Oh. Ivan, what is the most dense, the Faithfuls or leather? Faithfuls. Correct. Ah. Wolf, what is the most dense, the Faithfuls or window glass? Window glass. Correct. But with, uh, I'm afraid, one wrong answer, Ivan's the winner. Um, but what you'll be pleased to know is that the Faithfuls are more dense than beeswax, cardboard, or air, which explains a lot, I think. <laughs> we, did, we did fucking great at that. Nine out of ten in the density yeah. game. We did that. Anyway, there was a recurring segment that will absolutely never come back. <laughs> I now realize why no other podcast came up with that. I think, I think that explains it. Okay, let's have a chat about Traitor's Tower because it becomes backstabbing central. Nothing's happening on the faithful side. They're clearly just going to keep making mistakes, but it's all kicking off in the Traitor's Turret. The first thing is that there's a bit of a clash between Blake and Sam, and Sam offers a ceasefire at the end of this clash. If you're Blake, my question is... I want is, to be Blake's friend. I want to be Blake. If you're Blake, Sam just offered you a ceasefire after a bit of conflict uh, during the round table. You're Blake, what do you do? You know, obviously you know he's going to backstab you, you know he's untrustworthy, mm. but there's a risk if you go to war. Blake decides to sort of submit. No, what would you have I done? I would have said, fuck you. That's it, I'm going against you. I would have said this straight to him, but I'm going against you because you are the poison in this game. Like, and then the viewers will love it because people will be like, actually, yeah. you know what? 
Like even if you got lose, you're got putting it against the person edited it as a knobhead, shooting fake guns everywhere. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough, isn't it? Because you know. He brought Blake, after almost being banished again, 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 he brought Blake up in the round table and said, why, when Annabelle and Luke brought you up, is everyone going for me and not you? Well, that doesn't make Blake a bigger suspect than Sam. So Blake at this point has to be like, well, it's kind of like we're going down together here because the only thing Sam has against Blake at this point, and Sam always fires his best bullet. He never saves the second best, right? So Sam's only thing he has against Blake is that both Luke and Annabelle went for both of them. By doing that, if he continues that line of inquiry, he's basically admitting that either they're both traitors or neither are. So I think I mean, we know we're not trusting Sam at this point, but I think if I were Blake, I'd be like, yeah, man, definitely. Oh, what? Water under the bridge. Don't worry about it. From tomorrow, we're good. And then just completely campaign against him the entire yeah, but time. He because knows that. You have. He will know yeah. that. Oh, they both know that. So what's the point of saying we're at war with each other? Do you know just, I mean, you want to like whisper in his ears. I go, listen, bro. Fuck me over. I'll part and give the shit out of you. <laughs> no, no, no passing gift. We've been over this. I don't think it's going to happen yeah. again. There was one passing gift. There won't be a second one. Christmas is over, kids. Christmas is done. There's no parting which, gift. Which which parting gift was that? Oh, I know which parting <laughs> gift. Oh yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. You may, you may, you may ring a bell to you. No, uh, it's on some insignificant show from. Yeah, yeah you can watch it on BBC iPlayer. Uh, from my point of view, I actually fully agree with you, Ivan. The thing is. There's no point in saying we're going to war because you're losing the like the advantage of being the first person to throw the first shot. But realistically, you cannot trust Sam. And it's a bit weird because Blake did submit to Sam. Blake did like actually not go up against Sam after they had this whole fight. So at least not for like a good episode, you know, which is a long time in Traitor's <laughs> <Wow>. World. <laughs> I mean, you know, out of nine episodes, it's a really long time. Um, if it were me, obviously, like I would have to. People are suspecting Sam as well, like. I probably would still try to just go for it. Like, yeah, like it's a bet. Yeah. Like it could end up, uh, it could result in both of us just sort of like self-destructing. But if you do not cut the snake, like the snake's head right now, mm. like when are you going to do it? Like, are you going to limp fire the first shot? I don't know. I feel like he should have done something at that point. There is, there was only one time in these three episodes when it was, would have been wrong for Blake to campaign against Sam. And it was in episode eight when they were three on three. <clears throat> and yeah. this, I would have loved to watch episode eight in live because I feel like they would have all realized at that point, all we have to do is get out one of the three faithfuls and we have a numbers advantage and we can block vote to get rid of the rest. And somehow they all start plotting against each other. They're all going for each other. And the, for the first time, I'm like, even if you're Sam, even if you're Blake, Camille, stop plotting against the fa the traitors at this point. All you need to do is get one out. And eventually they do. Why do they need a traitor's advantage? Like, why do they need that number? Because it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if there's a traitor left, they win. No, no, no. It's not to do with that. It's to do with the fact that if there's five left, then whatever happens at the round table, they can all just vote for the same person and the faithfuls are irrelevant. They can just block vote out okay, the final Okay, okay. Here's my faithfuls. reoccurring segment. Okay. I'll go for it. What would the producers do? Right, here we go. So, Ivan, you, this is episode eight we're on. So, episode nine, it can be yeah. the, and, and, uh, Ryan, it could be the penultimate episode, basically. So, if they're trying to string it out, how would you make this game go on longer, knowing that the traitors have the advantage in terms of numbers? Like, what would you do to make it still last another two, three episodes? 
I was actually thinking about this. Um, and if you had, if you, if you were down to five with one faithful and your two episodes left, then something's gone wrong because what you should have done is before that made sure that you only ever had five in the last episode. However, mm-hmm. for as long as you have a faithful in the game, even if mathematically they can't win, you can still watch in horror as you see all the other traitors band around and fight each other. So I think what you do is you focus on the traitors beginning to turn on each other and figure out who they actually want of each other. And that's what we're going to see, I hope, in episode nine, is Blake and Camille be like, okay, how do we get rid of Sam? But by doing that, they lose the numbers advantage. If there were two episodes to go and five players left, you basically, you risk it not ending at the right point. But similarly, how good would it be if at this point there were five faithful and they all still suspected Mm -hmm. there were traitors around and still voted people off at the end? That would make it great. And there will be a series soon where that happens, where there are no traitors left in the final five and they continue the game because it's still brilliant to watch. All the faithfuls turn on each other, assuming there's still a traitor left. How cool! If you use the British rules about deciding when to end the game, it will be absolutely fantastic to see. Um, just the paranoia of it, it basically becomes kind of survivor at the end. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think there's a way to extend the game both sides. But if you have this numbers advantage and, and they know that at this point, and I, I think they do, I think they know this, but they're not making it obvious because Australian TV wants it to think the game is still open at this point. They can just block vote. They'll just, all the three of them go, okay, great. We're just all going to vote Liam now. And no matter what the faithful I'm still, do, I'm they still get not it. sure that numbers advantage matters because when you come down to three versus uh, two, surely the natural play is actually well. Actually, even if you're at three three, surely the natural play isn't necessarily to keep traitors. If you've got the faithfuls on your side, you probably still want to get rid of the other traitors. Uh, I'm but, not sure it makes that much of a difference whether you've got you know three traitors, two faithfuls, or three traitors, three faithfuls. Yeah, I suppose so. If you're looking for the single win, then that's fine. If you just want to end the game, going to win as a group. You're right. If you want to force the end of the game, you can do it now with the numbers advantage. They can just force the end of the game. But you're right. I think Sam's not going to want to win and divide it by three. Blake isn't going to want to divide it with Sam, and Camille probably just wants to win. I think at this point, I see what you're saying. Even if they then get out another and it becomes two on two. If you go to the end game, then you can still block it because with two and two, if the traitors start voting together, you can never get a majority for the faithfuls. So, but this is why they always their end games are always different. They have to be because if because in America this happened right in the American series there were two on two, two traitors, two faithful, and if Siri and Yaman voted together, they could have just forced the game into a deadlock. So I'm sure they would have had a something. Oh, if it's a deadlock, this happens. But like. Even with three on two, even if they get to two on two, the traitors still effectively cannot lose. Only if they get to two and one again by voting out two different traitors could it then mean that you lose. And I think at that point they would have been like, I'm not risking it. We win the game. Anyway, I think, I think I see what you're saying that like, okay, it's not mm. a mathematical win, but there's almost no way in which the, tra- the, 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 the faithful can win at least without the traitors turning well, on each other. The, so the, the faithful, mm. like when I watch every other series, the traitors have won every series. Yeah. Um, every every series apart from ours, yeah, it's um, weighed in their favor so much. Yeah, so weighed in their favor. But well, how would you change that? Like, how could you change it to the tra- uh, the faithfuls? Sort of like <laughs> get brighter faithfuls. <laughs> well, I think one thing is the reason why it's weighted towards the traitors is because the end game is weighted towards the traitors. If you were to let the games play out without any recruitments, then many of the seasons would have ended in about episode seven or eight. And that's why the game is well balanced when it, you play it like Werewolf or Mafia in a room because you don't have to make 12 episodes out of it. And the bloody yeah. networks, meaning you have to make every series last as many episodes as you've promised, means you must keep traitors in till the end game which really increases the chance of them reaching the end of the game. 
that's why this game goes towards the traitors is because you keep giving the traitors bloody bone every time you get rid of one they put another one in that's mm. unfortunately why the tv version of this is so weighted towards the traitors I don't. That's the thing. I wish we we had a version where, look, if the traitors all go out, the traitors all go out, and yeah. this becomes a survival game, and there's become people ripping into each other. And you can still make it entertaining with the right personalities, and you can still make it strategic, even more strategic. In, in fact, uh, I think yeah. it's a shame. It'd be nice to see a version dare to do this, dare to not keep recruiting traitors. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure we won't see this anytime soon. Now talking about recruitment, uh, obviously the traitors finally recruit at the end of episode seven and they go for Camille. Ivan, clearly we got that from your summary. You think it's a great choice? Yes. Well, what's your take? Recruiting Camille, is this the right person? Is this the right decision recruiting at all? Yeah, of course it is because people listen to her. You're very influential. And if you recruit her, it's about befriending her as a traitor. So betraying. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, befriending, not betraying her. Like, it's, the fact is, you be, you befriend her as a traitor, and Blake is a much much nicer person than Sam than what I've seen on the edit. So, hopefully, Blake can sway her in his favor to go against Sam because mm. that's what she's there for. She's a pawn. She's a pawn. She's been there to like. Normally, it'd be you recruit a traitor and you're a group, right? But they're so divided, it's like, recruit one, and who can get them on their side? And that's it. I agree. Uh, if you're Blake, you recruit Camille so you can replace Sam with her. If you're Sam, you recruit Camille because it just becomes more grist for the mill, more numbers into on your side, but also if she goes, they're just more confident they got rid of all the traitors. So it, it makes sense at this point for a late recruitment. Everyone's going to mm. mistrust her. Already She's her name's been thrown in the game here. It just makes sense. Um, but you know what? I'm not sure just because what I do think it means is we will quite possibly end up with an endgame where Camille wins because now she's in that great position. People aren't really looking at her that much anymore. She's a traitor, so she's got obviously the home advantage. I think that sort of hands her the win on a silver platter. Well, the last uh, Australian series was won by somebody who was recruited late. And you know what happens. Yeah. It happens fairly often. <clears throat> um, yeah, you have less days to go under scrutiny. It's great. I wish her luck. Well, uh, looking pretty good for Camille, Ben. Um, so how do we think the game's going to end? Obviously, I've given you my version. I think Camille's probably going to win this one. I think what I think might quite likely happen is, obviously, Sam's going to go out first. Sam's yeah. going to get out quite soon. Uh, and then there's going to be two faithfuls, two traitors. Uh, it's going to be Blake and Camille left. At this point, I'm not sure whether they turn on each other. I think Camille might, for the love of the game, she might be tempted to turn on uh, Blake, at which point I think she could win and just single-handedly take the win. Uh, that's how I see this ending. Ivan, how do you think this game's going to end? Yeah, it's Blake's been under the scrutiny quite a lot. So I think if they keep on voting, they'll probably vote to get rid of him. Um, I think it's either a Blake and Camille win or a Camille win. I don't see Liam or Sarah winning. Uh, I think one of them could easily be in, when the game ends there, but I think they will be disappointed when they find out that they still have Camille. So yeah, I think, yeah. I think probably it's going to be Sarah, Camille, Blake... Vote again, Sarah Camille. Game ends with two. Camille gets the money. Wilf, how do you see this game end? Blake and Camille will win. They have uh, different values to what to what other people have. They have. It seems like they have better values, and I think they'll be happy to 
to go to the end. Um, and Camille, as <clears throat> as a faithful, has seen how destructive Sam's been and how Blake hasn't until mm-hmm. he had to try and be destructive. So I think she'll respect that because he was trying to ruin his game. Like there was times where people were going, oh, Sam said Blake's name, but told me not to say anything. Yeah, Annabelle said that, didn't she? So it's yeah. like, I think it's Annabelle and um, Camille and Blake that win. Mm. My only question left then for you, Ivan, as, as a king strategist here, um, one thing I do want to know is, look, three traitors, two faithfuls, obviously highly unlikely to see the faithfuls win, but could there be a scenario, a situation where somehow the faithfuls manage to actually win the game despite not having the number on their side? Could there have unlikely be that? Could that happen? What I'm saying is no, because... Well, Hannah, Hannah would say um, they can murder themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they always decide to lose. Um, okay, in every scenario I can think of, they get rid of either Sam or Liam next if they get rid of liam it's 3v1 there's absolutely no way they can win if they get rid of sam next it's two on two but as i'm saying then you've got a problem that it's two on two by this point the traitors worried they're getting picked off will band together and then no matter what happens you've either got a deadlock or a traitor's advantage three to one it's completely impossible as far as i'm concerned for the faithfuls to both get rid of sam and then unite to turn against one of the last two i just don't see it happening I suppose the only way it could happen is if everyone turns on Blake at that point and Camille, Liam and Sarah all vote for Blake to go three on one. But I just don't know if it can happen. Ooh, I'd love to see it, but I don't think it's going to. Sounds pretty unlikely. I think one thing I would like to say is the sheer TV time dominance of Sam in this series tells a lot of future contestants a lot of things about how they can or can't play this game he has dominated it it has been about him but also by doing so he hasn't come out of it like making me want to look at him more right i don't think he cares fine like that's the whole thing about australian tv he's going to be so famous now that's so that's why i'm so happy that well first of all like obviously i didn't win and I was so happy about that in the end. Like, because I genuinely liked the people. I, I didn't go in for mm. money. I, I don't even know why I went in. Like, it was like, I just wanted to do the experience, right? Mm. And when Hannah and them lot went, I was so happy for them because I, I just felt such a burden. And it's helped me be be able to progress. But I think if I won, it would have been harder. But he's perceived himself. And I always say this, if you act like a knobhead, they're going to use it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I never really yeah. had like a knobhead. They always showed the dilemmas that I had because that was who I was and I really struggled. Yeah, Sam hasn't once had a little breakdown and been like, this is actually really hard. Because <laughs> it's not hard for him. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, that, that's the problem though. Mm. Like they, I don't know how, he, I don't know how Australian TV works. So, but Survivor and stuff, they love the, the snakiness of people. Yeah. That's why Luke's done so well. The British people, they don't like that shit. He might get a villain a villain edit. I mean, he's got a villain edit, but he might then come out of that and be able to do other things. If he wants to do reality TV, I'm sure it's open to yeah. him. It's just, you know, if I'm thinking about reality TV, it's people I want to watch. Do I want to watch anything more of Sam? Absolutely not. And and I think, you know, you turn up every episode of this show and you're like, I'm looking to see whether they can get him this time. He dominated the show because he wormed away from these things. And every episode we go... Can they get Sam? Can they get Sam? Can they get Sam? So we don't leave this show wanting to see more of him, which 
surely must have been his yeah yeah i don't know I don't well know. look uh, either way um a bit tired of the sam show but there's one episode left and hopefully that's his downfall um and i'm very much looking forward to seeing that of course we'll be here debriefing the last episode uh in the podcast where we watch right tv so you don't have to in the perfect 35 minutes format which is perfect and ideal to listen to in a car if you happen to be driving to castle and inverness where they might be filming the traitors <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if they just stick this on. <laughs> just put it in the car while you're driving, like, while you're driving the traitors around. Yeah. Just listen to this. You're nice. Listen to this. You're nice. Good luck, UK cast. I hope it goes well. <laughs> yeah, so do I. But yeah, if you like the show, don't forget to give us a five star review, unless obviously you're part of the cast, in which case you shouldn't have access to your phone. Uh, and follow <laughs> us for some more gossiping on the last episode very soon. Unless you're on the UK cast, in which case people will look on people who follow us and see who it's going to be and be like, ah, they must be on the UK cast. They've just followed all three nah, of them. follow us anyway. All right, follow us, yeah. On Instagram, at It's Just A Game That Podcast. Uh, until next time, you can follow me on Instagram, at Just Ken. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, the winner should have been Annabelle Luke. Uh, .co.uk. You can follow me on Instagram, at My Job Is Game. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back next week to debrief the final but in the meantime from all of us here it's see you next time and goodbye bye, bye. bye. thank you driver let's harmonize the bye let's harmonize the bye let's harmonize the bye bye you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.